Welcome to Sam's Business Growth Show. I'm Sam Dunning, a digital marketing, sales, and business growth evangelist. Tune in and subscribe today as I'll be interviewing business leaders, experts, and entrepreneurs from around the globe. You'll be learning their story, how digital marketing has helped them along the way, and exclusive tips and insights to help you skyrocket your own business. And welcome back to a fresh episode of Sam's Business Growth Show. Excited to be joined by Brandon Schaefer today. Brandon's the founder and CEO at Simple Business Help. He's a corporate business strategist who uses data and technology to help entrepreneurs, CEOs, startup founders improve their sales processes, improve their client and prospect communications, and improve their lead generation campaigns. Brandon, a very warm welcome to the show, sir. How are you doing? Hey, cheers, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, I sound so professional, but you're going to see by the end of this, you're going to be like, that guy is down to earth. He's just like me. So good to be here, man. Cheers to that, man. Looking forward to it. So there's a focus we want to take on the show today, Brandon. I think we're going to be focusing on how we can generate leads and keep them flowing as a startup business. Um, so we're going to go diving deep into lead generation sequences and activities, how people can stay pro- proactive for their business and their sales, um, and the kind of technology and digital channels that we should be looking at to drive results, as well as the kind of mindset and um, maintaining positive attitudes. Before we get into that good stuff, perhaps you can give us a quick three, five minute snapshot, Brandon, on your background, how you got into business. Perhaps if you want to share a story with us or whatever you want to do in terms of letting the audience know a bit more about Brandon Schaefer. Yeah, thank you so much for the time to do that. Uh, you know, I can start out when I was like 11 or 12. My grandfather was a successful entrepreneur in the vending business. My mother ended up being a successful entrepreneur in many different market segments. So I just naturally grew up in that entrepreneur type spirit, in that entrepreneur type mindset. And, uh, you know, yes, I went to school. Yes, I had the proper education. But the most valuable thing to me is- when, when you're in the um, un, un, entrepreneur mindset, you, 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 you have a never die attitude, right? So um, I call it like street smarts, all right? So when, when, when street smarts happen, there's, there's different types of street smarts, right? There, there's types of street smarts that get you into trouble and there's types of street smarts that help you grow. And I took advantage of, the, of a little bit of both actually, but um, I ended up... In, in the end, taking advantage of the street smarts that help you be a better person, right? To your family, to your business, to yourself. And that's what I talk about today. Everything that I talk about is going to be keeping it human. Everything that I talk about is going to be how to maximize every minute spent. Everything that I talk about is, is going to be how to maximize every dollar spent. So, um, you know, I came up through the ranks. And obviously, I was the gopher for my family. At the time, used to pick up money. You know, it used to be cash. Now, now there's no cash. But I used to drive around all the stores and pick up the money. And uh, that, that's how I started out. And I used to fill in uh, for everybody that didn't show up. So in business, if you have a business, expect people not to show up. You know, there's different issues that come up. So I was the gopher that kind of filled in everywhere. And uh, that's kind of my journey, man. And I just, I just kept putting the left foot in front of the right. Um, I didn't know the exact uh, destination where I was going, but I just kept moving forward, forward, forward. I have multiple businesses over the years. Some were successful, some have failed. And, uh, you know, I just keep moving forward. So that's kind of my journey, Sam. Cool, man. Well, I appreciate you running through that with us. Now, I want to get into the juicy part 
I don't want to waste time. I want to talk about how startups or how new businesses, even small businesses, can generate leads and generate, most important, a consistent flow of leads. Because we've all had months, Brandon, where we've had tons and tons of leads. Um, let's say we've had really, really great months, and then it comes to it comes to the following month or the following quarter, everything's drying up. We're trying to hound our existing clients because we're scraping for business. We're not sure how we're going to make ends meet. So perhaps you could um, work from the ground up, really, a structure of how we can actually make sure we've got a healthy pipeline, we've got a constant flow of inbound leads. So we're happy, our customers happy, and most of all, most importantly, our bank balance is happy. Yeah. <laughs> yes, of course. So. So there's there's a three there's actually two different three part segments that I use right the first one is identify educate sell and the second one is is consistency persistency and insistency so I'll touch on the first one um, in our initial talk here um, identify right most people go out and they think that they're going to share something on social and people are going to come running to them because those are the stories that we hear right we we only hear of these success stories of companies that say hey. I spend a, 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 a dollar on a conversion on Facebook and, and I get, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars in business. That's probably not going to be the case, right? So what I typically do instead is instead of throwing spaghetti up against the wall and hoping for the best, what I typically do is I identify, right? There's identify, educate, sell. So you must identify who you want to get in front of. Now, listen, I'm not sending this, uh, a man or woman to space here. What I'm doing is simply figuring out what is my product or service, okay? What's the widget I sell? Where does that fit in best? What companies or what market segment does that fit in best? So then I figured, I, I, I break it down by market segment. So say it's just a legal market segment, right? Just, just, just for um, terms of example. You know, so so the legal. So I have a service that I sell in the legal market. What I do is I go out and identify within a certain radius, right? So I say, hey, if I'm in um, Bath, UK, or or some or Philadelphia, or something like that, you know, over here in the U.S., I'd say, okay, I want a 30 mile radius of every legal firm in the Philadelphia area, and then out of there. I'm going to go through. I'm going to get. A, I'm going to gather a list of companies. I'm going to put them on a Google sheet, Excel sheet, some in, into a CRM or some type of uh, recording mechanism. So I have all those companies there. Then I'm going to go out and I'm going to identify the individual or individuals within each of those companies that handle the service or widget or product that we sell. So if you're selling into an HR solution, we've identified the company name within a certain radius. We've also uh, identified the person in human resources. We have their phone number, we have their email. And then what we do simply is we educate them. And the way you educate them is by sending them an email, by following them on LinkedIn, by connecting them with, with them on LinkedIn, um, by sending them a message on LinkedIn, hey, this is what I do, by sending them an email, by entering them into a sequence, all right, so that you have the proper amount of follow-up and you're touching them in a certain amount of times over a certain period of time. This is sequencing 101, this is business 101. So we've identified who these people are, we've educated them, and then the third is sell, right? So eventually, once, once we're through that process, we need to pick up the phone and we need to say, hey, listen, is there a time when I can jump on, when, when, when I can jump on with you on the phone 
and get this thing done if this is of interest to you. If not, you grade them hot, warm, cold after a 15-day period, 30-day period, and then you go through and you start a new cycle. What is the exact follow-up? So that is identify, educate, sell. That's the first process. That's uh, along with a little bit of sequencing, which I think we're going to dive into in a little while as well. So for anyone that perhaps doesn't know sequencing, Brandon, we'll jump into this in a bit more detail. Um, I think step one that you mentioned, the actual identify your target market, um, so set out where they're based location-wise, start putting in a list of ideal companies that you want to work with, um, identify the actual right person who's going to be the one that's going to be potentially buying your product. That makes sense. In terms of the, the second step, the education step, um, what can you give us a working or tangible example of how we can educate these people and what might be a value? Um, just maybe a template or a format that you use, Brandon? Yeah, so it's it's just a simple outreach, right? With some with with a link, or I usually don't like to include links in emails now because um, some people don't click on them. So I usually just explain it. And listen, state the I, I'm not able to say this enough. State the obvious. State the obvious. Be human. Be simple. Everyone tries to get all coy and and fancy and and write multi paragraphs, two sentences. Hey, I see you're in the local Philadelphia area and that you do HR for XYZ firm. The service that I have is solving this solution for you because of this law change or this or the or this transition in, in the economy. You know, can I get five minutes to talk to you? Right. So that's basically one sentence is probably less than a tweet can actually hold. But that's all people are reading. Everybody's reading it on their phone. Everyone sends HTML emails and everything else like that and all these fancy pictures. You have to put everything above the fold on your phone so that they don't have to scroll, right? Put it right there. So when they look at it, they can immediately say, hey, I'm gonna take action on this or I'm not. Because as soon as you start having them scroll, it's going to be over. So that initial and that initial education is like a fireworks show. So you go to a fireworks show on July 4th, right? You see bang, 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 bang. That's what you want. You need to get in them. You need to get in their face and let them know that, hey, drive home that value, drive home that impact, drive home that 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 experience that you want them to have and let them know that you solve the exact problem that they need at that at that exact moment in time. Talk about things that are relevant. You know, we're not talking about things from five years ago. There's Corona going on right now. And I don't, I'm not going to date stamp this, but there's there's a big issue going on right now. So so talk about that. Hey, I saw a law changed. I know you have to adapt to it by December 31st, 2020. My service, my product, my widget is going to bring you into compliancy. Dude, it doesn't get any simpler than that. There is nothing more simpler. Don't make it any more complex than it has to be. I see you nodding. You're like, dude, this guy's fired up. Yeah, I love, I love the up. energy and I love the simplicity. And um, I'm glad you didn't start the email with I hope you're well or I hope you're safe and well in these uncertain times because I might have started crying. <laughs> no, nothing like that, man. I state the obvious, right? I, I keep it relevant. And I state like, listen, here, here's what's going on. Here's the law that's changed. And here's what you can do to solve the problem. It's always, if you have this problem, but you don't know what to do, I have the solution. If, but then, if, but then. Go to sleep every single night saying that to yourself. What problems am I solving? How can I say it in less words, in less sentences, no long paragraphs? You can see 
that I, I'll take anybody on that wants to write five paragraphs versus what I can put into one sentence. It's going to have the same thing, right? It may not be as eloquent, but people aren't reading eloquent. They're reading what's going to help them at this moment in time. You know, that's it. Short and sweet. Okay. So that's the, the education factor. And then when, when we move on to, to step three, this, the sell, what, what do you mean exactly on your definition of, of the selling? Is that booking the meeting or is that something else on your no, process? There's, yeah, no, there's sales is not booking meetings to me. Sales is selling to me. Sales is putting money in the bank to keep your lights turned on to, to invest in R&D to invest in development and to to invest in employees, right? And and to and above all, to invest in providing the ultimate client experience, to providing great services for your clients, services that your clients will come back and rave about. Because to get a warm handoff from a current client costs you exponentially less than it does to bring on a cold client. To, to, to bring on a cold client, we're as, as we're going to get into later with the sequencing, it takes a lot of work. It's, it's very, very expensive. So you're better getting those clients on board and providing them with like such amazing, compelling, super duper experiences, you know, that they that they tell their friend, hey, you have to talk to Sam. Hey, you have to talk to Brandon. He's never let me down. He's been there on Friday night when I called him at 10 o'clock. He's been there on Sunday at 2 o'clock when I called him. He's never let me down. And that's what companies want to want. You just want to focus on providing great, great experiences across the board. That's the bottom line. Great experience. The most important thing, and you have to maintain the focus. You're going to get what you focus on. If you focus on getting an appointment, you're going to get an appointment. If you focus on putting ink to paper or getting documents signed via DocuSign, or electronically or through your online store that's what you're going to get you have to focus on the ultimate goal don't focus on the appointments the appointments are going to happen if you're focusing on 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 getting people to sign a contract with you for your product services widgets that's you know what the, the appointments are going to come right the meetings are going to come naturally because it's like walking upstairs in your house I always tell my kids this, our stairs go like this, like, like this, and then like this. It's like three, three different parts and they, they go up, whatever. I always say, listen, try to jump from the, t from the first step to the first landing, right? It's five, six, seven steps. I'm like, it's never going to happen. What you need to do is put your left foot on the first step, your right foot on the second step, your left foot on the third step, your right foot on the fourth step, and eventually get to the top. Those are the things. You have your goal. You want to make it to the first landing, right? Your sale. But you have to do the basics to get there. So have your eye on the right prize. The right prize is not appointments. You know, the right prize is signing new customers, getting new logos on board. You know, so um, I think I buried that topic. Agreed. All right. So we've, we've talked about identifying the target market, educating them, and then selling to them. So let's talk about sequences, um, Brandon. Let's, especially for anyone tuning in that's perhaps not familiar with them, or we might have some some more seasoned veterans that are running sequences each and every day, be it via email, be it LinkedIn message, be it over the phone, whatever cadence they're running. Um, perhaps you can give us an idea of some sequences that work for you or anyone that's, especially for startup companies that haven't run them before, what might be a, a simple one that you can get stuck into that's gonna get them results? Uh, they're, they're all simple. They're all simple to follow. But there's one difference. 
you have to do the work. You have to be willing to put the work in daily, seven days a week, 365 days a year. When your friends are at the football club, when, when, when there's a baseball game going on, when there's a cricket game, netball, what, whatever, bobsled. I don't know where everybody is watching this, but it doesn't matter. You have to put to work in, man. So a simple sequence is this, right? So you have an express sequence, you have like a mid-tier sequence, and then you have like a long-term sequence. So I'll, I'll give you an express sequence. This is over a seven-day period. Day one, now I'm doing this from my head. I'm not looking at anything, but I'm just doing this from experience. Day one, you, you've identified these people, right? So they're, they're all on a spreadsheet. So then you add seven columns, day one, day two, day three, day, day four, day five, day six, day seven. Day one, email. Boom. With that need, if, but, then statement. If, but, then. Day two, phone call. Hey, if, if you don't hear back from them. Hey, I sent you an email yesterday. Not sure if you got it. It's important I talk to you. They're, they're, the, the, the deadline to become compliance is December 31st. Love to talk to you. Boom, call me, you know, and, and, and provide your number. Hang up. Day three, rest. Day four, email. Hey, in case, and, and you're, you're sending the first initial email in a chain series that you sent. So you have your first initial email, you hit forward on there, or you use a technology or system that automatically appends that, that, that information to your email when you send it out. You're following up on that email with the, with the initial email saying, hey, listen, I've called, I've sent you an email. This is what I want to talk to you about. This is why, this is why I want to talk to you. Here's where you can find out more. That's where you can include a link to your site or anything else like that. Day, day four, rest. Day five, call again. You have to call again. You know, you have to call again. Um, and a lot of people are afraid of the phone. People don't call. They want to do it all through email. When you want to close business, and if you want to close business fast enough and you want to grow your business, you're going to learn to be an expert on the phone because the phone allows you to handle objections. Hey, I have that already. I, I, I don't need your services. Great. Who do you do it with? Oh wow! And then you know, and then and 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 then you know your competitors. And hey, I don't, I haven't heard any, I haven't heard any chat of them, like and anything to do with this new law that's coming out. Or have have they reached out to you? Have they made you aware of this? Because most of the time, the customers aren't even going to be aware of what's going on. And if you want to sell, you make people aware, you know. Um, and then day seven is a simple email follow. Last last time email. Hey, I've reached out to you two times. I've called two times. If this isn't the right time for you, then maybe another time is. You put them at, at the end, at the end of the seven days, you grade them hot, warm, cold, right? If they haven't reached out, you put them cold. And in two weeks, you start to cycle again, but maybe less, you know, may, maybe a, an initial phone call, maybe an email, you switch things up. But what you're doing is by sequencing like that over a short period of time is you're increasing your exposure. You're, you're again, you're shooting off the fireworks show. And people see so many ads and so many different calls and, and, and so many different emails that they become oblivious to the one-off type thing. You have to do it in a particular sequence over a short period of time to give that initial like boom, 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 that exposure. You know, like, hey, he wants it or hey, she wants it. So that's a simple sequence. I like it, man. Interesting. And I like the fact that you've graded it as well. So if, if they didn't respond, perhaps they're cold and you might reach out to them again in another couple of weeks or a month. Um, I guess I guess there might be somewhere in, the, in between where they say, 
thanks for the message. Um, we're not quite ready for this, or we're switching vendors, or we're looking to replace this in six months or a year. And then you can add that as a follow-up in your CRM or, or at the other end of the scale, they say, yes, we are. Then you book your demo, your meeting, your appointment, or whatever it may be that's the next step. Yeah, that that, that would be warm. So hot, warm, cold, or ABC, your red, red, yellow, green works great because everyone's used to stoplights, you know. Um, and if someone reaches out and says, like, hey, listen, uh, now is not a great time. I always say, like, and listen, I don't want to be too forward here or anything else like that. And there's there's different people, there's different applications for everybody. But typically when someone says, now's not the right time, and I haven't really explained what I do, I say, now's not the right time for what? I haven't even explained what, what I'm offering you. Like, how can we have a, a conversation? You know, so anytime someone gives you an objection, you have to become a master of overcoming objections. And the way you do that is through practice, man. Practice with your wife, your partner, your aunts, your uncles, your kids, your dog, the, yourself in the mirror. You have to learn every single objection. What I say is write down every objection that somebody gives you in an email, write down every objection that somebody gives you on, on, on a call and, and find out and just come to know second nature, just like you wake up and brush your teeth, just like you wake up and shower or do whatever, go for a run or work out. You need to have three ways to overcome that objection. Hey, we just got that. Great. Who did you get it from? What, 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 what made you choose them? You know, like what was the choice? What was the decision maker? Are you the person that handles that? You see where I'm going here? So we're constantly, we're, because what happens is someone throws a jab at you, right? You, you throw a little push. Someone throws a jab at you, hits you in the stomach. Most people stings and they just walk away. But when Love they it, throw a jab, you need to throw a jab right back. You have to be able to do that. And if you're not able to do that, then you need to hire somebody that's a that's a that's a salesperson or that's a closer or that can come in there and do that and know your strengths. That's probably the last piece that I want to go over with this stuff here in particular sure. is, is know your strengths. Like if you're if your strength isn't talking to customers but not in selling, then 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 get in get in a support role where you're educating them, right? Where, where you're doing the demos. And then let let this let the sales reps, let the owners of the company, let let the high-tier sales reps that, that love that stuff, that thrive off the energy, that thrive off the pa passion, that can read the customers and understand that, hey, I need to drill down on this because I see their left eyebrow raising up, or I see them looking at the clock, I better hurry up, or I see them like, now's not the right time. Now's not the right time doesn't mean that they, they don't want to buy it. Now's not the right time that means your price is way out of whack. They're not happy. They're at the table and they want to close the deal with you. But most people think now's not the right time, and they take it and take their books and leave the room. You know, that's not the way that it goes. So these are all signals. The only way you get to good at this stuff is by working with a professional, right? By practicing. You can tell that I, I don't have any script in front of me or anything else. You know, I'm doing this all live, but I practice. I work with a professional development coach. I, I invest in training. I invest in reading. I invest in watching stuff like this that, 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 that I'm on right now. You know, I watch this stuff daily. I commit. And that's the way you get better, man. Startup scene is not easy, Sam. It's not easy man everybody says it does is flat out crazy it's not you made a great you made a great point earlier brandon well all, all of these are great points but practicing overcoming objections with your wife your partner if you can over uh, overcome a, an objection with your wife partner girlfriend they can probably overcome anything i think so we are when we are kids we know we are master overcomers when we wanted the cookie in the cookie jar we were persistent. We, it goes back to the CPI. We were consistent with our efforts. We kept walking back towards it. We were persistent. We weren't going to accept no. 
And we were insistent by sharing the value of why we need to have that cookie to our parents. But what happens is we get jaded as life goes on. We forget. We stop being creative. We stop being, we, we start, we stop being curious. And what you need to do as an adult, it doesn't matter if you're 20, 30, 40, 70, 80, 100. You need to get that curiosity, that fight back in you somehow, some way. And that's why I say working with, with working with, with a professional or getting involved in a peer group or getting involved in a mastermind is so important because you have to pull the best back out in yourself. We lose the best in ourselves because of because of outside situations that occur. Parents split up, you know, mom left, dad left, mom passed away. They all they all kill our brain, right? They all hurt. But but through through you know, getting over those challenging times, if you look at those as like challenging, and I'm going to share that experience in, 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 in everything that I talk about in business, you're going to be successful because that's what people can relate to. People can relate to human beings. The issue is that we, we try not to be human. We try to be so smart and, uh, and everything else. Just talk like a human being like me. I'm just letting it rip here. This is, this is me. This is not a script. This is not a book. This is a culmination of the experiences when my grandfather told me, well, my grandfather died when I was very young, but when, when I was at his vending company at 10, 11, I used to run in the back and the guys were fixing the machines and the girls were counting all the chains through, 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 through all these huge machines. Um, you know, that's a culmination of that experience through 13, 14, 15, 18, through working for my mom, from picking up money, from, from, from having to wake up at five o'clock in the morning when all my friends were still out partying, you know, from, from not sleeping and rolling right into work when, when, when everybody was out. It's a culmination, right? And what you need to do is culminate all that stuff, write your own book, and then start sharing that with your clients. Like, hey, I'm a human being. This is what I do. Yes, I sell a service. Yes, it solves your problem. Can we talk? Can, can we get to know each other? You know, if, now, if, if, if it doesn't fit now, it's okay. If, but just know that I'm out there. And then you need to follow up because the, the fortune is in the follow up. Right. You're not. It's just like dating. You're not going to nail down everything on the first on the on the first time. You don't want to nail down everything on the first time. You want to get to know people. They want to get to know you. It's the same type of thing. But the only way you're going to get anywhere in dating and I'm happily married with three kids, a dog, homes, cars, everything else. And I don't want anything like that. But when I was a long time ago, it was not easy, man. You know, you had to follow up. If someone wasn't into you, you had to reach out to them. You know, hey, can I catch up? Maybe if they boat, you would start boating. If they played soccer, maybe you join that that rec league that they were on or football, whatever. What any any of the case? You know what I'm saying? You have to hover around. It's like a 747 trying to land a Heathrow with bad weather, right? You go around a circle a couple times, and I see you laughing there, man, because I I've 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 been in that case many times, right? You can't land. You got to circle around. You That's have it. to circle around Heathrow several times. And it, it may not come on your it may not come on your time. So you need to be accepting and willing to continue to follow up without anything in return for an extended period of time. Man. Brandon, this is great, man. Some really valuable stuff for everyone in sales marketing business in general. So moving back to, to the lead gen side, to the sequencing side, is there any particular technology, any digital platforms that you recommend, Brandon, that have worked for you, have worked for your clients, that people can get stuck into um, to make these sequences happen, to help them in the lead generation process? So basically automating things so it can save our time and move things along quicker and essentially get, get us more inbound inquiries. 
Yeah, every tool that I'm going to talk about has to do with organization. Organization and data backup. Um, yeah, you can't, you, like, there, there's, I call it getting over-tooled. There's so much technology out there that people invest in. It has the wow factor. It has the firework factor. But it just doesn't solve the problem. Automation. Everyone talks about, I'm going to automate this process. Listen, there is not a process that I know besides building cars, and that's not even fully automated, and widgets and cutting metal holes and stuff like that, that's fully automated. Even if you have a drill and you're a landscaper and you're doing trees, you'd have a machine that a person is guiding or, or electronically guiding to drill that hole. Every type of automation must have a personalized touch behind it. So there's a lot of LinkedIn automation tools, right, with messaging. But here's what happens, and I'll give you, I'll give you two quick examples. I'll give you one quick example. So you decide to use one of the LinkedIn automation tools to send direct messages to all of your first-party contacts and include their first name, right? It's really, it's really savvy. But what if somebody's first name, if they have a star in front of their first name, you know? So when you send them that first name, they're going to see that star on, on their name. Right when when you send because it's just pulling that first variable data in the LinkedIn field. What if somebody passed away that you knew that hadn't closed their LinkedIn account yet? You know, so what what if one of your good friends recently passed away three four months ago, but didn't close their LinkedIn profile? Right, their wife didn't get around to it yet, and you send a direct message to them saying, "Hey, ha happy birthday," but his wife is handling his account to just bring bring the business down. He had his own business. How do you think that's going to make them feel? That's not personalization. You're better off slowing down to speed up. And I know this is going to sound contradictory because you say slow and speed up in the same sentence. Slow down, right? Slow down so you can speed up. Yes, use the tools, but use them properly. I steer away from any type of variable data fields. Um, I know people say use the first name in there. People are looking for the first name. I mean, oh, it's going to give you a higher open rate. People, if people open you up your email, they're going to open up your email. Use the automation with caution, all right? And work with somebody that's used the automation before. Um, the biggest thing is, is like, like I said, when I first started out, is, is organization. Whether it's on a Google Sheet, whether it's on an Excel Sheet, whether it's in Salesforce, whether it's in Copper, whether it's in HubSpot, whether it's in any of these thousands of tools that are out there. You have to have an easy way to sort, filter, tag these contents. So the, these, not contents, contacts, right? You have to have an easy way to sort the contacts and then trigger some type of communication with them. So don't get over-tooled. Invest in smaller technology that has some automation built in but doesn't promise you that it's going to do everything because nothing's going to do everything to you. I promised my wife on our marriage day that I was going to do everything for her. And believe me, I failed a thousand freaking times. And I'll probably <laughs> want to hang up on this when, when we get off this call. So don't make promises you, 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 you're not able to keep. Um, I know I kind of went off in the weeds there, but you know, I like, I like it, man. I like yeah. the fact that you're, you're keeping it simple. You're talking about the process and what's important rather than necessarily the specific tools. Like you say, there's so much technology you can, you can wind up with. And uh, for, for my sins, I'm still using Google Sheets. I've tried many, many different CRMs in my time, but they, they, all, they all take too much time to update. So I had to go back to a Google Sheet purely because it worked for me. It won't work for everyone. 
but for for my sales process my management does the trick which i guess yeah, at the end of the day is most important yeah i just want to share on that so google sheets is and i usually don't mention names here but I, but i have written classes for google's primer app in sales and and uh email marketing and stuff like that so i guess i can i guess i can talk about it a little bit but um they, they i'm not going to pay to say this or anything else but google sheets is probably the best <laughs> the absolute best place to to actually keep all of your information on the back end yes you can put it in the salesforce but you can export that information um into an excel sheet and then or a csv file and then import it into google sheets because what and what i mean by that is yes you're going to use salesforce because you're going to tie into a marketo or some type of uh you're going to tie into some type of back-end system right to drive out um customer communication which is which is fine but ultimately if you're a small business owner if you're a mid-sized business owner and you, and you don't want that huge investment google sheets has all kinds of triggers the in automations that you can set out through scripts. If you work with somebody, like I have people that come to me all the time and say, "Hey, I want to do this." I say, "What what 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 system do you work in?" They're like, "Excel." I said, "Send me the sheet. I'll have it done for you in 5 minutes." They send me the sheet, I upload that sheet in the Google Docs, and I write a quick script, I send it back to them, and they're like, "Oh my goodness. I talked to a developer and they said this was going to take me like 5 days and 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 it was going to cost thousands of dollars." Use Google Sheets. I'm telling you, you can sort, filter, you can drive out emails right, right, right from there. Um, it's so simple, so so simple, especially in terms of your identification. Nice man. Well, good to hear. Good stuff. Okay, and one last point before we wrap things up. When when things are tough, when perhaps you're in the the very early phase of a startup, new business, and you are trying to acquire customers, Brandon, have you got any tips for us on how we can maintain a positive attitude? How we can uh, turn that frown upside down? And how we can stay focused on the end prize of hitting our monthly sales quota or quarterly sales quota that we've got for our, our new or our startup business and, and actually make it happen. I'm going to give you two words. Screw it. And I don't mean that in a bad way. You have to say, <laughs> I don't care what you say because your wife, your, your, your husband, your partner, kids, aunts, uncles, dogs, just like I talked about before, they're going to tell you, Brandon, you're crazy. Just go to nine to five. Just go down to the local market and work like look the work like granddad did. Work like grandma did. Work like your dad did. Work like your mom did. They're gonna tell you that you're not able to do it. Those are the facts, right? Because they don't know any better. Because ninety percent of the people out there are fixed mindsets. If you're a startup entrepreneur, if you're a startup founder, you have a growth mindset. Get around other people that have a growth mindset and. In, in, inside of a mastermind, inside of a of, of, of a one-to-one -one group, inside of a training, you you are who you hang around. Look at the five people. If you're hanging around people that are robbing people, that's probably what you're going to do. If you're hanging around people that are growing their businesses and, and you're hanging around people that are doing the right things for the right reasons at the right times because they want to propel themselves because they want to be the one that changes their family tree. On a family tree, there is always one person Uncle Johnny, Uncle Johnny was the was the was the one who went out, right? Everybody else is just on the branches. And then you see one person in that family tree that makes a huge impact, that makes a huge impact on their family, that makes a huge impact on their community, that makes a huge impact across the world in business by 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 growing employee count, by helping people know that they can do better, by helping people that may not have had the, the equal opportunity growing up to actually do something special. 
right? That's the difference. Be the change maker, man. Screw it. They say you can't do it. Say, fine, and go and do it. That's it. Brandon, this is class, mate. I think this is possibly the most energy we've ever had on the show. So I'm thrilled to have had you on, dude. Really appreciate you tuning in. Um, so everyone, you've been listening, listening or watching to Sam's Business Growth Show, where we interview business leaders, experts, and entrepreneurs from around the globe. We find out their story, how digital marketing's happened along the way, and excuse the tips and insights to help them and help you grow your business. Brandon, is there one digital marketing channel that you believe people should be utilizing that's going to help them grow their business or their sales from today? Oh, man. You know, I typically say LinkedIn, but whenever I hear like um, huge names talk like Ed Milet, uh, Grant Cardone, like names like that, they all push people to Instagram. I don't know. I don't know if I'm missing something or whatever else. But for now, for me, what works best is, is LinkedIn. Brandon Schaefer, Philadelphia. I'll come up number one. Um, I'll be there, but but I'm sticking with LinkedIn for now. But I have a funny feeling maybe a year from now. I don't know. It seems like most people are mentioning Instagram, and I don't know how you feel about that. But that's that's one platform I haven't cracked actually, Brandon. I'm, I'm on LinkedIn all the time, as anyone who follows me or follows the show will know. But Instagram's something I, I'm the same as you. I'm in the same boat, so I, I haven't cracked it. So yeah. if if you do, let me know. <laughs> no, I'm not cool, going to I have enough time. I'm, I'm, I'm busy enough cracking other I know things. what you mean. I know <laughs> what you mean. Awesome. So we like, to, we like to ask everyone that comes on, if you could thank just one person, either dead or alive, having a positive influence on yourself and your career, who would that be, Brandon, and why? Oh, dude. I would have to say, you know, my initial thought was my mom, but, you know, I would have to say my wife for busting my chops. I want to say another word, but for, but for constantly pushing me to do better. My wife is probably my least favorite fan. She's like, your lighting stinks. Your, your sound stinks. You look terrible. You didn't put a shirt on. But you know what? I know she's saying that to drive me to do better. But that's just the way I think. She understands the way that I think. And she and she she if she if she says it nice and kind to me, I'm probably not going to get it. I need to be punched in the face to understand it like five different times. So by her doing that, it consistently helps me drive. And she's actually built this background behind me. She's like, your your background looks like crap. I'm going to help you. So you know, I probably say my 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 wife at, at this point for for being mean to me and but with with a good heart. And uh, she's a lovely old English woman. And she always lets me know exactly how it is. And she cooks a lovely cottage pie. So <laughs> good man. Get that in there. Um, I was going to say for anyone that's tuning in on the audio rather than video, Brandon's got a beautiful background behind him. Lots of plants, yeah. nice wooden board, lovely bit of scenery. So props out to, to his wife there for, for the really great job. Brandon, anyone who doesn't know Brandon Schaefer, how can we connect from you? How can we learn from you? Um, tell us a bit more about your business and the best way we can get in touch. Yeah. So I, I just I, I usually post stuff to LinkedIn all the time, you know, two, three times a day. Um, if you want, and I don't know the number, I'll give you I'll give you the number. I have a you text in, but it is an issue probably from from the UK with texting unless you use uh, one, one of the other platforms. But uh, I send out a, 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 a it's basically a daily workbook. You know, it's, it's just one thing I do every single day that I'm working on. It may be the sequencing. It may be a quick piece of motivation. Um, but, um, yeah, you can connect with me on LinkedIn, and I'll, I'll make sure I get that out to you by, by, by uh, d direct message, carrier pigeon, donkey, plane, whatever you have, get in touch with me. Go through Sam, find me. You, you'll, you'll track me down. You'll see. Awesome, dude. Brandon, thanks so much for coming on, man. Yeah, thank you, man. I'd love to come back. I'll have you on my show, too.
Let's do it. And everyone, if you enjoyed the show, be sure to hit subscribe on your podcast channel of choice or on YouTube. Just search Sam's Business Growth Show. We interview tons of business leaders each and every week. So there's plenty of you to enjoy. Brad, and cheers again. Take care, man. Thank you. Thank you. Are you tired of constantly hunting for new customers? You could be missing out on regular inbound opportunities, all because your website isn't on the first page of Google. Perhaps you're already spending lots of money on advertising, but your website is failing to convert all of your hard-earned visitors into a consistent flow of new customers. If you'd like to learn more about our unusual approach that brings idle clients straight to you, connect with Sam Dunning on LinkedIn or book a free 20-minute consultation via webchoiceuk.com. That's webchoiceuk.com. Subscribe today for more digital marketing, sales, and business growth tips from the experts.